Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Kerry Shumway and I'll be your host. Today I sit down with Steve Quish from Cross Insurance. Cross has 40 office locations throughout New England and over a thousand employees. Steve and I talk about a number of insurance issues facing the beer industry, particularly during this pandemic. Steve explains what a COVID impact statement is and how you can prepare one in your brewery. We talk about business income interruption insurance and how that relates to the current pandemic. Steve has best practices and guidance on how breweries should move forward relative to this type of insurance. We also get into day-to-day insurance needs, things like getting a certificate of liability insurance, being named as an additional insured, things, little things that you can do that can make a big difference in terms of risk, risk mitigation. We also talk about specifically workers' compensation insurance. Most breweries are very focused on safety and have good safety programs. In our conversation, we talk about how we can take that focus on safety and use it as an opportunity to reduce costs on premiums. So we get into a lot of different topics. I think there's a lot of good information here for brewery owners and managers. So please enjoy this conversation with Steve Quish from Cross Insurance. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for uh, having me. It's an honor. I'm very glad to have you here. So let's start by giving the listeners some background on Cross Insurance. So what markets do you serve and what types of insurance products do you guys provide? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cross Insurance, we're headquartered out of Bangor, Maine. We've got about 40 locations throughout New England. Um, we're, we're approaching about $200 million in revenue and uh, just about 1,000 employees as well. Um, in terms of markets we serve, uh, you know, all aspects of commercial insurance as well as life insurance. So on the commercial side, uh, you know, your typical BOP, commercial package, property insurance, general liability, workers comp, you name it. Uh, we also do the executive lines really well. So your directors and officers insurance, your cyber, your employment practices, um, group benefits, disability when you get over on the life and health side. Um, you know, we and then the personal insurance as well. We do, uh, you know, your your typical home and auto for for all of our clients, the full spectrum there. Um, and we have a couple of sayings. We like to say, uh, if you can eat it, drink it, or move it, cross insures it. So we 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 just we have such a huge uh, presence throughout New England. So and and uh, and our other claim to fame is our our partnerships and our you know insuring the Patriots. Bruins and Red Sox. Hopefully, the Celtics uh, someday. As I'm a big fan of them too. So it's only a matter of time, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And on the brewery side, how many breweries do you guys currently work with? And what what is kind of a if there is such a thing as a typical size? What's the size and geographic location of those breweries? 
Yeah, so I think we do about two dozen breweries, uh, so just under 25. Uh, in terms of size, we run the whole gamut. So everything from your startup microbrewery to, uh, you know, a brewery of Wormtown size and even much larger than that. So some larger contract breweries, et cetera. Uh, geographic location, um, we have them really throughout the country, um, but the majority of them are in New England. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys write, so your locations are primarily concentrated in New England, but you'll write business for businesses that are throughout the U.S.? Yeah, correct. It, there's nothing really impeding us. We have access to every insurance company possible because of our size. And I, I don't think I mentioned this before in, in, our, in terms of our size, but we're, I mean, the 26th largest broker in the world uh, and the sixth largest in uh, New England, but the second largest family owned in New England. So we have that presence where uh, we have tons of relationships throughout the country where if somebody refers something to us, we, we get it done. It doesn't matter. You know, we can do stuff in California, Texas, New York, Chicago. Okay. So for for folks listening, we're recording this at the end of towards the end of July 2020, where we're still in the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm curious how your business has changed and what you're hearing from clients these days, in particular brewery owners, like what kind of questions are they asking you? What kind of needs do they have? And I guess relatedly, have you learned anything uh, from brewery clients or generally uh, your, your clients, you know, any best practices that you could share relative to, you know, kind of navigating what's going on right now? Yeah, I mean, the conversation of brewery clients or really any of our clients, even the hospitality space is, uh, there's a lot of a lot of questions, obviously, that that started around uh, business income, business interruption, uh, which I'm sure we'll we'll get to in this in this podcast. But uh, yeah, whether or not certain claims are covered, but um, uh, the and then well, and then the most recent conversations are return to work, right? Um, you know, what should we be doing? And and you know, we recommend you follow a lot of the CDC guidelines and so on and so forth. But uh, some other things to note here, um, and that we're recommending to our brewery, uh, you know, relationships is uh, every every brewery uh, should have or at least prepare a COVID impact statement. Uh, you know, one of our sayings, and my colleague Liz, her favorite saying is, "Data is the new currency." Right. So the more data and information that you have, it's going to help you tremendously. Um, you know, when it comes to your insurance renewals. As well as, hey, what if claims get paid out or what if there's some additional stimulus, PPP loans, whatever it is, keep collecting all of that data. What is that impact? Whether it's, um, you know, current near term revenue and profitability impact uh, issues with debt or liquidity. These are uh, common questions that are being asked by the insurance companies. Um uh, questions around furloughs. Uh, how do you anticipate, um, you know, dealing with layoffs, furloughs, severance? Uh, you know, what are your HR procedures? All major questions that are all stemming from this pandemic. And then the newest thing too is social unrest, right? So that's that's going to be the the new uh, claim. I mean, we're, we're we're expecting a lot of claims around discrimination. That are going to arise from this um, and employment and employment practice related uh, issues. So, um, yeah, I mean, information is the new currency. We like to say that, like I mentioned before, record keeping, um, 
you know, track all of your expenses around COVID, cleaning costs, um, and COVID-related claims, because when are we going to have our next pandemic, and how are we going to prepare our clients for that? Mm. And when you say, so I, I think you've answered it, but I just want to kind of double back and clarify. So you you had started, I think, and you'd said, prepare a COVID impact statement. Is that essentially saying gather all of your records and your data and everything that's associated with kind of what's going on right now and qu- and quantify that? Is that what a COVID impact statement? Yes. Yep. Quantifying, both quantifying and information and how it's impacting your business, right? So, uh, I mean, the insurance carriers, the first questions off the bat outside of your typical um, you know, accord application or the or the applications that you're filling out for insurance, uh, they want to know right away how many people have you furloughed. You know, how many are you plan on on bringing back? Um, it's it's they're quantifying what uh, what that risk is going to be and what that impact could be to the insurance companies themselves, right? From an employment practices standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, but the data, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, um, you know, revenue projections. Uh, sales. And the other aspect of it too is when it comes to renewals, we want to make sure that we have accurate um, sales projections for general liability, uh, payroll projections, right? Um, So that, you know, either we can forecast from a cash flow perspective, um, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, we adjust payrolls ahead of time or at audit. So it's it's really preference to, uh, to the client. Gotcha. So I guess shifting to maybe more normal times, I guess this this question is going to be relevant for now or, or you know, when we get out of this. Um, so obviously with, the, with breweries, with the beer business, it involves selling alcohol and there's some inherent risks there, as we know, liabilities. So from your perspective, what types of brewery-specific insurance, brewery-specific endorsements uh, should be considered uh, by brewery owners and managers as they're as they're looking at insurance. Yeah, I think um, I mean beyond your standard coverages, right? Uh, you, you always want to address the standard items and then you drill down. But uh, I mean your liquor liability, general liability. If you have a fleet of autos, auto, your commercial package, umbrella. Um, you know that's that's the starting point. Uh, from there. There's depending on your exposures and your operations, there's so many things to touch on. Um, and I'll just start naming a bunch because there's so many different endorsements and items. But uh, media liability now is a big one. I, I know uh, in terms of, uh, um, you know, breweries that that have, uh, you know, any sort of uh, serving space, broadcasting music is, has been a big one. Um, uh, and I mean, having the 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 commercial licenses when you're using Spotify and, and those other music streaming services, uh, copyright infringement, uh, you know, being careful with labeling, right? What are you putting on your cans? Uh, you know, we've, everybody's seen the different names and, uh, and lawsuits that have, that have come about from that. Um, but uh, boiler and machinery coverage, huge, right? Be able to quantify what, what your stuff's worth and uh, what it would cost to replace um, and make sure you have that coverage in place. Product recall, right? That's a huge one. That's an expense policy, um, you know, and, and, the, and the, the PR related costs that it would help and assist in the event where you have to, uh, you, where you have some contaminated product that you have to remove. Um, you know, that can get pretty pricey. 
some other endorsements. Um, I mean, spoilage, leakage, utility services interruption, right? That was a big one around Hurricane Katrina, I believe. Um, tank collapse. And then on a, on a side note here, um, uh, on the, more on the life and health side that this applies to key man insurance, right? I think uh, there was an example, and I'm trying to remember the name of the brewery in, in Massachusetts where the founder and head brewer died, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. th- there was significant financial loss there. So you want to make sure that you have key man life on your, on your uh, business partners, especially your head brewers, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of different items, and, and that's really where you, you get into it with your agent and you, and you dissect every aspect of, of what you're doing and what your exposures are. Mm. And I know when we started working with you guys, we had given you kind of, all right, here's, here's what our coverages look like. And you did an assessment of some kind. So I, 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 I believe the way that it went was, here's what we've got. You did your analysis and kind of matched it up to that long list of items that you've, that you just mentioned and more. Uh, so, Cause I'm envisioning a meeting whereby you sit there across the table from a brewery owner or manager and they're like, all right, Steve, let's get this thing over. With. You know, so maybe you could speak to that. How does that process work uh, relative to here's what we've got, here's what you recommend. How do you do sort of, I guess, for lack of a better word, like a, an insurance gap analysis? Sure. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, w- one of the things as a starting point we do is we have a checklist, right? So we want to make sure we deliver, uh, you know, the, the most coverage uh, possible at the cheapest price. And you want to be able to walk through every single uh, potential option. Every carrier has their own endorsements, right? So you got to, as a, you know, great agents will be able to identify which carriers are the strongest in that, in that space that can offer those endorsements um, to really maximize coverage. But that's what we do. So we, we know which carriers to partner with and where we can, we can maximize coverage and dr- drill through each of these items. And, and we will talk through each one of them and say, is this something that can affect you? Uh, and if it does, yeah, I mean, you should have this endorsement on your policy. And, and the other item too is, I mean, and this is how you kind of assess risk, but um, you know, if you want to self-insure for it, here's, here's the potential claim that could happen. And here's what kind of cash you should have on hand. Right. So it's the other element of it too, is and this can be a whole separate conversation is you want to know what your client's budget is, right? You never want to do the apples to apples and just make sure that you're matching limits. You really want to dive into those deeper coverages and endorsements that are going to protect you at the event of a loss. And that's why I actually value working with breweries because breweries actually um, take a strong approach to risk. It's not always, hey, I want a quote, uh, apples to apples coverage. It's we want to have that thorough conversation and, and risk assessment. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've looked at, you know, meetings with you guys and then past, you know, insurance brokers really as an opportunity to do a couple things. One is make sure we're, we're addressing well, first, we know about the risks that are out there because oftentimes in a conversation, you're like, no, oh, hadn't thought about that. So really one is to mitigate the risk. The other is an opportunity to try and reduce some costs. So if there are some things that we're insuring to your point, you're like, yeah, you know, that that risk is pretty small and the premium is pretty high. Maybe we, maybe we self-insure on that's a good point. Um, but relative to trying to look at this as an opportunity to reduce expenses, let's shift and talk about workers' compensation insurance. Um, so we all know we have to have it. Um, 
But I think maybe an understanding of how it works could then lend itself to how could we potentially reduce some premium here. So if you could maybe talk us through the math on this, how, how does the math work to calculate the premiums? What are the various terms here? I mean, we, we've seen these things, mod rates and job classifications. What does all this mean and, and how can breweries use this to educate themselves? Sure. Yeah. There's yeah, pretty pretty loaded question, but let's let's get to the the start of it. So, workers' comp, the most highly regulated insurance policy out of all your insurance policies, right? Rates are set by the state and by job description. Um, and at its simplest form, it's it's gross wages times that state rate by by class, uh, you know, or by job description that equals your standard premium, right? Per one hundred, that state rate. So, um, and after you've been in business for about three years and you exceed a certain premium threshold, I believe it's about five grand, you may qualify for what's called an experience modification rating factor, or you'll call an experience mod or your mod. There's a lot of different terminology. All it is, it's a fancy algorithm that compares your experience and losses to your peers. And this is all done through the NCCI, the National uh, Compensation, uh, I think it's, uh, oh God, National Commission on Compensation Insurance. I think I got that right. That's it. (laughs) Uh, They calculate your experience mod um, and and comparing that, uh, you know, premium losses to your peers. So your your average experience mod that is is that 1.0, right? That means you're on par with the rest of um, you know your your peers. If you uh, if you're over that 1.0, uh, it means that you're less safe. Let's just put it at that than your peers. Um, and if you're below that 1.0, um, it means you're more safe, right? And this factor applied to that standard premium that we talked about before creates your, your, your ultimate premium. So um, there's, there's also discretionary credits, uh, dividend programs that we can work on with underwriters uh, when shopping, but uh, shopping your workers' compensation rarely does anything to improve your premium, right? Every agent that goes to shop, it's going to get the same rate and the same premium. And if they don't, there could be an issue with, well, somebody's using the wrong information. So you got to be careful there. Um, and there's numerous class codes for breweries. I mean, everything from cler- clerical to, you know, drivers. Um, and, uh, but really the, 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 the strong method here that insureds have to keep their premiums in check is to manage their losses through safety initiatives and programs, right? Um, I mean, fleet safety is so important. Uh, proper lifting techniques, um, you know, safety protocols in your brewery areas, uh, proper footwear, eyewear. There's there's a bunch of different things you can do. And if you partner with a strong agent, so cross insurance, we have our own risk control group where we designate a risk control advocate that'll come out and work with you and assess all of these things, right? Um, and ultimately, these are going to help you drive down your workers' comp mod. Um, and, and losses, right? But um, you know, a couple other things too. If you're a startup brewery, I, I probably shouldn't recommend this, but I'm going to. Uh, it's it's sometimes good to start your workers' comp off with a PEO, so with your payroll provider, um, because you can. It's it's easier to to keep in line and check and prevent uh, larger audits because it's a pay as you go system. 
Um, so sometimes we recommend that, but as you start to grow a little bit or enough, you're going to need those resources. And once you get that experience mod, right, then you got to really hone in on, uh, on, uh, mitigating losses, reducing frequency, uh, and severity of claims. Mm, so absolutely. a lot there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's really important because, you know, breweries by and large, you know, there's, there's, eh, I'd say maybe this is the big three, right? It's making great beer, uh, great quality, and then making it, make sure we have a safe work environment. I really think those are by and large the people I took, those are really the three most important things. So we're, they're doing it anyway, relative to safety. Um, I wanted uh, you to speak to that primarily to kind of share with people that, look, you're, if you're doing it, um, this is just one more incentive to do it well and to do it thoroughly is that you will reduce, well, you you likely will, you have an opportunity to reduce these costs. And if your payroll is pretty big, your workers' comp premiums are going to be pretty big. It's just the way that it works. And it's within the brewery's control, the management, the ownership, the safety plan, uh, to mitigate those risks and ultimately get that experience mod down. Therefore, that's going di- to directly translate into lower premiums. Um, so that's that's good stuff. Could you speak a little bit to the, um, you had said, uh, kind of a risk control program. What does that mean exactly? So if a brewery's in there and they're like, well, we, we know what to do. We've got eyewear. We've got wash stations. We mandate X, Y, and Z. Um, what might a risk control program look like um, and how might a, a brewery, uh, learn from from something like that. How does how does that work? Yeah, so risk control. I mean, it'll work two ways. Essentially, you can leverage either the the resources of your insurance company, um, or a lot of agents. Some, or I should say, some agents provide uh, risk control services to their clients. Some do it as an additional cost. Some include it in the commissions that they gather on their premiums. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of different elements, like it's regularly scheduled safety meetings. Um, it's claims overview, working with your agent to, you know, maybe it's quarterly stewardship and, and, and observing claims and taking a look at what are the patterns, right? Where do we need to sort of, uh, prevent these issues, uh, from, uh, continuing to happen? Uh, this is also, um, you know, targeting repeat offenders, right? Uh, this could be a bad driver that you have or somebody that's, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but some people sometimes take, uh, take advantage of the situation um, so they don't have to, to come into work. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, other, the other aspect too, when you partner both with your agent and the insurance company is the insurance companies, uh, they're using big data nowadays, right? So they're, they have a ton of resources where they can identify all of these things, right? They can pull a list of all of their breweries and, and what their biggest, uh, you know, exposures are. And, and you can work on mitigating those before they even happen, right? Um, so that's, that's the majority of it. Um, you know, that, that's going to ultimately make you a safer organization and, and reduce your premiums for, in every aspect of your, um, you know, your commercial insurance, not just your work comp. So people will start looking forward to meeting with their with their insurance broker, right? Exactly. Yeah, and hopefully it won't it won't be virtually for much longer. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can start to have these meetings face to face again at some point. That would be nice. <laughs> so let's shift gears and talk about you brought this up earlier: business interruption insurance. A bit of a it's a challenging topic, uh, just because I because we know what the answer is here, but I think it's still worth talking about and. Uh, 
kind of explaining, you know, what it is, what it's really intended to cover. So maybe if you could, if you could tell folks, what is this thing called BI or business interruption insurance? Um, how does it relate to uh, the current situation with the pandemic and all the shutdowns and so forth? And do you, would you still recommend this type of coverage uh, for businesses, for breweries going forward? Yeah. Um, I mean, so real quick, business income covers loss of revenue resulting from a covered loss at a covered location. So let's, um, well, and, and it also, it essentially provides revenue protection and extra expense coverage. Um, but let's, let's kind of pivot to, to COVID here and talk about, um, you know, what, what we're seeing, right? So we recommended that all of our clients file the, these BI claims, uh, even though we know from a coverage standpoint, it's not covered. And, and why is that? Well, uh, in order for business income to trigger, you need a, a direct physical property loss, right? So you'll see there's lawsuits right now of major restaurants that are trying to sue their insurance companies and the results are coming in and it's still, there's, there's still uncovered losses, right? That's, um, you know, there's no direct physical loss. This is, this is a virus, right? So, and in some policies you'll see there's a viral exclusion, some are not, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Because the, 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 um, you know, the definition of, of BI and how it's covered, um, it needs to be that direct physical loss. So, um, but, uh, it's still a fluid situation. I always like to say that because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, things are still unfolding. But and this is why, you know, pivoting back to b the beginning of the conversation, uh, we want to make sure that our, our brewery clients are, are capturing all of this information and continue to capture it, all of this data um, to make sure that if something does happen, don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be legislation? Who knows? We want to make sure that, uh, you know, we can, or, or at least our brewery clients are first in line in that scenario, have all the information they need, um, you know, and we can uh, respond accordingly. Great. And you had, you had, uh, and I'll link to this for, for uh, folks to check out. We had, we had done kind of a, a deeper Q and a relative to the BI. And I believe you have some guidance relative to, is it worksheets or, some calculations that that folks should look at. Correct. Yeah, we have some spreadsheets we built out just to assist, right? So you know um, what that information is that you might need. But I can provide it at any point. Okay, good. So I'll, I'll point people to you if that's something that anyone listeners are interested in, because I think it can be tough to get started because you're like, well, what, what do I what do I pull together? I mean, it's everything. It's my entire business. How do I where do I even start? So I think that that could be helpful for folks. Uh, so let's shift to uh, more more day to day stuff. Some documents that can be useful for breweries, you know, now or in the future, relative to mitigating some risks. Uh, certificate of insurance and hold harmless language uh, in a contract. Can you describe what what each of these is, the purpose that they serve, and how uh, breweries can use them? Sure. Um, I mean, certificates of insurance pretty pretty easy to understand. It's just proof of insurance, right? The, the, the goal, though, for breweries is any vendor or supplier that you work with, right, should provide you with a certificate of insurance, and they should also name you as an additional insured, right? So these can be, I mean, I'm just thinking of a couple things offhand, IT, 
you know, related people. This could be subcontractors. I mean, really anybody that that's coming onto your premise or you're working with. Um, and this is meant to protect your, so your brewery, your own insurance, right? So that in the event of a claim, there isn't massive finger pointing, right? It's easier to, to dissect where things happened. And, and, it, and that way, you know, if it's, if you're not truly responsible, the, you know, the other part of these vendor suppliers, you name it are going, you know, their insurance will trigger that way. Um, you know, your, your premiums and your bottom line aren't directly impacted over time. So, uh, and then hold harmless too. Uh, I mean, you want to, um, it, you may be able to hold negotiated, hold harmless. It, it really depends on the scenario. Uh, you know, real estate leases are a little bit more difficult, although that might be changing a little bit with COVID. Um, and hopefully some people can use that to their advantage, but, um, you want to make sure that you're, that the hold harmless are, agreements are in place, uh, for stuff that you're not responsible for. So that, that's really the main point of it. But um, yeah, the, and the other aspect of this too, and in, in regards to, you know, contracts and whatnot, but, um, and hold harmless agreements, you want to make sure that you're, you're buying adequate insurance that are compliant with these contracts, like your leases, right? So you want to make sure that the policy language is aligned with the contractual obligations. Hopefully that sums it up best. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good stuff. I think these are these are things that, um, you know, a little bit of work can go a long way, right? Asking for certificate of insurance, asking uh, to be named as an additional insured. It sounds, you know, I think once you do it a few times, you're like, oh, that's really not a big ask. You know, they call the insurance company, boom, it's done in literally five minutes. You've got your certificate. But I think there's, at least in my experience, there's there's usually some hesitancy well, should I bother them this? But it but it really can go a long way. So it's definitely uh, kind of a, kind of a best practice, I think, to add to uh, add to the list there for for breweries. Well, Steve, this has been great. I really appreciate your time. Um, covered a lot of ground here. I think I think people can really take away a lot of a lot of good stuff of value here. So if folks want to get in touch with you directly, learn more about the services that that you offer for cross insurance, what's the best way for them to get you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll provide my email, which is pretty easy to remember. But uh, for those of you that are listening, my last name is Quish, and my first name is Steve. So with a lot of email addresses, it's that first initial and last name. So it's Squish at crossagency.com, and my direct line is 781-914-1049. So you can reach out anytime if you want to talk through any sort of policy-related language, um, you know, carriers, you know, you name it, risk control. Um, we'd be more than uh, happy to help. Awesome. Thanks so much. And I know we've, we really enjoyed working with you guys. You've been great for us and uh, looking forward to continuing that into the future. Yeah, same. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Take care. Thanks, Gary. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.